listening to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a New Zealander living her best life in Fukushima, Japan. I'm a podcast consultant and the creator of Pod Launch with Jane, a system that helps you create your dream podcast without all the drama and hassle, leaving you more free time to do the things you love to do. This show is for people who want to hear stories of women who are doing amazing things here in Japan and across the world. You'll find loads of inspiration for how you can live your best life wherever you are. I'm glad you're here. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata. Today, I have a super fun episode for you with my wonderful friend, Helen Iwata. We've both been online entrepreneurs for a while now and have supported each other through various transformations, as you will hear. And I heard about Helen starting her new less effort, more impact. I'm saying that really slowly because I'm trying to get it around the right way, not the wrong way. Less effort, more impact movement. And it's actually an in-person event series that you can be part of. And I thought this is fantastic because I've been wanting to have more in-person events for women that are uplifting and we can learn from each other, inspire each other that are here in Japan. But I am struggling with my own energy levels and being able to actually carry out these events. But then I saw Helen was doing exactly that. So I thought, well, that's fantastic. She's already doing these kind of events. Let's see if we can have more international women attending. And so I asked her to come on the Transformations podcast again. And when I checked back, I was like, oh, it's been like five years since you were on last time. So it's definitely time for a check-in with Helen. And she shares a lot of her wisdom that she has from coaching a lot of, uh, especially corporate women. But I think we can all learn something from it. And in this episode, there are a lot of challenges that pop up for me on my side. I had so many interruptions. And you know what? I just left them in. You can hear all of the, the different things that happened during this episode. Look forward to them. There's at least three, I think. And they're a bit of fun. So I've left them in this time. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Helen. Hello, Helen. Welcome back to the Transformations with Jane podcast. Great to have you here again. We're on video this time. Yay. And so if you are someone who likes to watch your podcast on YouTube, you can pop over and see us there. We are just two talking heads, though, so don't worry if you are listening, <laughs> you probably won't miss much. But you'll get to see Helen uh, transformed uh, from last time that we spoke, which was, I just checked, I thought it was recently, but it was actually 2018. <laughs> Well, it's quite recent, you know, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So we're in 2023 now and it was, yes, 2018. Yes, I was a it's little bit surprised oh about that God. as well. I think the main thing that people will notice if they're watching the video version is that my face may go suddenly very bright and then suddenly very dark because oh, okay. I'm actually, I'm at my parents right now in the UK. I'm right. facing a window and the weather seems to change every five minutes. Oh, really? Right. Okay. So it's like one minute dark, one minute blazing sunshine. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> Mary change or it's a bit like that here in New Fukushima as well today we've had raging thunderstorms and roasting hot all of the weather today wow. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so for those people who don't know who is this Helen person she's not been on the show for five years they they might not know who you are so um, yeah please introduce yourself and yeah let us know what you do and who you help okay so I am now known as the less effort more impact coach and I'm primarily helping women uh, to do brilliant work without sacrificing their personal lives. Um, this has been quite a transformation since the last time, like since mm. uh, 2018. And I think we'll get more into that um, as we as we have the conversation. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm primarily working with women now, and I do also um, support company, you know, mainly uh, big companies in Japan with communication skills as well, which is part of my history. Yeah, <laughs> I'm originally yeah. from the UK, and as I mentioned, I'm here. I'm here right now visiting my daughter and my parents and uh, and having a lovely time chatting with people because of the time difference so um, i'm having calls with japan in the mornings and then sorry, this afternoon I... we're going to go and see oh sorry i have a, a little sorry <laughs> i never get a call i have to answer this sorry hang on a moment answer the call it's from... no worries after all that they hung up on me okay <laughs> I will... <laughs> Hopefully they don't fall back too soon. Yeah, so you get afternoons off and mornings you're working while you're in the UK to keep yeah. on with Japan yeah. time. Very good. Yeah. So when you came on the show five years ago, you were very much the corporate trainer, weren't you? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And if we look at, look at the um, episode artwork for that episode, your, <laughs> your very sort of corporate look mm -hmm. going on. So you can sort of see that was – the Helen and of that time. And I remember mm. you saying to me, to me and to our mutual friend, Jackie Miyabayashi and Amanda mm. as well was there. Mm. We were having a meeting one day and you were talking about this. I really want to help women more mm. with their communication and with, you know, just being, being more, I guess. Right. And stepping up and all these things. You mentioned this, I yeah. think it was about 2018, right? It, it probably was because if I think back about how this whole transformation um, progressed, and the thing is that when we talked in 2018, I was going through a, a transformation at that point as well. And then it's like, and now I'm going, I went through some more transformation and now I feel like there's more, there's more even, coming. even right. now as we speak. So it's like, it's like multiple stages mm -hmm. of, of transformation. But thinking about how that progressed, if you remember back in 2018, that's when we were running retreats together. Yes. And we just, um, you know, we'd, we'd started doing that and that was for um, women. And I was receiving more and more uh, requests from women saying, oh, you know, it's great that you do the communication work, but um, I'm sure that there's so much you could, uh, you could offer to women in terms of coaching based on your experience um, you know, your, your experience in the corporate world, your experience as an entrepreneur, um, as a mother, um, working bilingually, all of these, you know, all of these things. And, and it, you know what it's like when you totally take for granted what you do yeah. and you don't realize how it looks from other people's perspectives. And, and so that was, that was really um, eye-opening to me. And I started doing more work um, with women. And then it was actually in... Um, it was towards the end of 2019. And if you remember on that, that last uh, episode, we were talking about Jim Fortin. Yes. At the time, I had just joined his program. You hadn't yet, but then you did afterwards, mm, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. 
Um, and then I joined uh, his mastermind. And in 2019, I was in Dallas at his mastermind and we were talking about, you know, what we'd, what we'd achieved over the year. And so I was talking about the, uh, the corporate training side of things. I'm like, yeah, on the corporate training, I did this and <laughs> da, 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 da. And then in the women's success side, there was this and this, and it was, mm. and everyone was like, Wow, uh, Helen, do you see Helen. the difference there? Like <laughs> yeah. how much you really light up when you're talking about the women's success side of things. And I went through this complete identity crisis. Like mm. we talked about identity back mm. in 2018 as well. And I went through this this whole like, because I'd always been the communication expert. You've got a book and about it, was it like, right? You wrote a book on it. Exactly. <laughs> I have a book. I have a book. And that was my, you know, when I was with McKinsey, that was my, I was the, I was the communication expert. I was the manager of client communications. So it, it, it was this whole like, well, how do I let that go? Mm. And, and then step into this new kind of role and identity as a women's success coach now, I did find a way to do that because um, from there, I, I developed the, the foundation of the coaching that I do now, which is the Sassida Success Cycle. And um, that also has a, a large element around communication because, of course, if you want to be successful in business, communication, actually not just in business, in life, yeah, in life <laughs> communication in general, right? is yeah. a, pretty, a yeah. pretty significant part of it. Mm. So, so that worked out. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how that that part of that uh, shift from communication to women's success happened. Whew, yeah, and if we can look at look at it, like it's a lot, right? You have gone through a yeah. lot, as I just have to say. And if you're looking at Helen today, don't think it happened overnight, right? It's like it oh, no. was many, yeah, many years, right, of all of these things going on, trying things, and some things was a struggle, and then you know, trying and trying, trying and things. And now you've got to the point where you are today, right? Right. And maybe that's the great word to pick up on is the struggle part, because that then led to the next stage, which mm. I've been going through more recently, and this is kind of developing again, is uh, not only women's success, but the focus on less effort, more impact. Right. Mm. So because I really recognized in myself and, you know, having gone through burnout multiple times, um, seen it in my colleagues, um, seen it in, you know, friends as well, uh, clients. I really see it. It's not just women. Um, I do see it a lot in women, though. Mm. Um, really uh, overdoing, putting other people first, getting into perfectionism, all of these sort of things. And so it's, it's, it's effort. So when I'm talking about effort, I don't just mean physical effort, but I mean mental and emotional effort as well. So my focus now is how can we look at reducing that level of uh, physical effort in terms of the things that we do, because so often we're doing things that we don't need to be doing. <laughs> um, how can we reduce the uh, mental effort, like overthinking things and the emotional effort um, when we get very you know, caught up in things that really we don't need to? Mm. So that's the, um, I'm still working on, with the foundation of the success cycle, um, but also really focusing even more on that area. And it's something that I just sort of started using that phrase and people picked up on it very, very quickly and they were like really curious. So it re it, it resonates so strongly with so many people. Do you mean the um, less effort, more impact phrase? 
exactly yeah. exactly yeah. I, yeah. I was trying to send you an email today and i wrote <laughs> what did i write less impact more effort <laughs> i got it <around laughs> the wrong way first and then i was like no no that's not it <laughs> it's the other way around well that's what happens right, right? That's what happens and that's the, the reality of the situation right mm -hmm. is people are having less impact with more effort right so exactly don't get it around yeah. the wrong way yeah yeah yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, well, it may be that it, that's the way around it is to start with, and it and it, and it yeah. is, and then and then you start to learn how to like how do we just switch it around? And as you said earlier, it's not a like you know overnight thing; it's gradual, and there's always you know there's always more um, layers and you know mm. uh, more progress um, to of, do. It's like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know we talked before about the the stepping out of your comfort zone mm. um, and doing that you know just a little step by little step because if you take too big a step you kind of go into the terror zone so yes. just go that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. put that with your yeah i was gonna say it wrong again less impact more effort less, <laughs> less effort, less more, effort impact. more impact i've got to get it around the right way <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> well, you know, I'm 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 started training people because yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit more about the movement um, mm. in, in a little while. But um, we had our first event for the new um, the less effort, more impact uh, movement for women in business, and just for fun, I just thought because it it's in person, right? And I just thought this would be kind of fun to do. And so every time I said less effort everybody all the participants said more impact oh there you <laughs> go that's so a good way impact. to get less it effort, in your brain more right impact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my goodness yeah, yeah. oh now i forgot <laughs> what i was going to ask you i had a really great question uh ah so what's at the root of all this over everything helen what are you seeing is at the root of this for for people in general are you, for people are you in general but i think in women and especially women that you're seeing who are coming to you are you noticing there is something that's creating this over-efforting perfectionism in particular i would say there's a lot of factors to it um and you know it's it's for me too when i look back at my childhood and it's the it's the uh, you know i'm an only child and it's the wanting to please the parents and that kind of <laughs> dog appearing in the show now sorry oh hello okay. dog <laughs> away you go oh it's all happening here today Sebastian. <laughs> um yeah but you know oh wanting gosh. to sorry let me no just worries. eject him because he's gonna bark at me just a moment okay little pause away you go <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Burst and the dog bursting it on me. Sorry, Helen, what were you saying? No worries. <sighs> so, uh, in my case, I'm an only child. So, there was a lot of wanting to, you know, please, please the parents, that kind of thing. So, the more I'm doing and achieving, the more, you know, that, that gets the recognition and, and praise from parents, mm. um, which, which really comes up with a lot of the women that, that I talk to. Mm. And then that continues in school. It's like, you know, the way that you uh, behave. The girl syndrome, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it comes in, in society and as we're starting work and, you know, there's obviously there's the imposter syndrome, all of that kind of thing. So you feel that you have to make more effort so that you are at the same level, uh, you know, you can keep up with other people. 
so that that progresses, you know, for us as, as individuals throughout our life. Mm. Plus, there is the brain, um, you know, the the way the brain actually functions has has a an impact on that as well. I would say because as primitive human beings, we were part of a group, and if we didn't fit in with the group, we would be you know cast out, and we would um, be struggling to find food, or we would become food for a passing beast. Mm. You know? <laughs> mm. So yeah, it's, it's important yeah. to be liked, exactly, important to be liked, and that's kind of a part of our uh, of the wiring for for many of us today as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, what are the symptoms that people are coming to you with these days? Like, obviously, like people are saying, "Helen, I need help." What are you seeing today? Well, a lot of it is, you know, uh, overwhelm, overwork. I mean, just I work with primarily with corporate women and entrepreneurs. Um, and in both cases, there is just so much of uh, doing, 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 doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, as, as soon as they're up, they're getting into doing things for other people rather than taking time for themselves. Um, they're saying yes to everything they you know at the end of the day they still have this to-do list (laughs) and they're forgetting they completely forget you know achievement amnesia um zeganic effect they they're forgetting what they have um, actually achieved during the day and just feeling bad about everything that they still got to do and it's kind of just this it's 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 a hamster wheel Mm -hmm. Uh, and i just i see this again and again and again yes yeah there's yeah. no days off from that. There's no holidays from that, right? Right. Until yeah. you start to step out of your comfort zone, because that is, you know, that's the com- even though it's uncomfortable, that is the comfort zone that many women have created for themselves, and I created for myself in the past as well. And so it, it's really essential, I would say, to to do some, something different, to have courage, and say no, or you know, take some time for yourself. And I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. No, it's um, not easy yeah. to actually do it in the, at the beginning. But then, when women actually do take that step, they think they they discover that actually it wasn't such a big deal. Mm. Like I have, I have you know multiple stories. Like one of my favorite stories is is one client who she said that she was going to take a, a day off, a Friday off work, and she decided not to take her phone with her. Uh, because she didn't want to be checking emails during the during her day mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. and then when she got home, she thought about checking her emails, and she she decided, actually, I'm not going to check. And she went the whole weekend without checking her work emails. Got to work on Monday quite nervous, and of course, everything was fine. Right? Are you kidding but me? In the past, everything was fine. No way. Everyth- oh everything was fine. <laughs> Everything was fine. The world she keeps said, returning. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and like mm. she, she just did not believe that she could go three well, a weekend plus a weekday, yeah, without checking her emails, and it, and everything would be fine. And yeah, it was it was great. So that was you know she said that was just so, so eye opening for her. Yeah. Having that opening experience, but also a positive experience, right? You stepped away. Oh, absolutely. Nothing went wrong, right? Yeah doesn't always happen though right so um i'm glad she had a positive experience in that in that well i mean it depends so it's interesting that you say that you know jane because um do you have a specific situation in mind yeah 
Like, yeah. so I work with a lot of women, right? And the minute they mm. step away from their families, all, thing, all sorts of things start to happen back at home, right? right? Um, uh, someone falls over and breaks their arm. The rice cooker stops working. This, you know, like, <laughs> these challenges pop up. And yeah. um, it's not the universe saying, well, what are you going to do now? But it kind of mm. is too. Like, how are you going to react? You said that this is going to yeah. be your time away. Yeah. And now there's an emergency at home. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. 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 And I would say in a situation like that, it's a case of just looking at what really is an emergency and what isn't, mm. right? Because, mm. you know, rice cooker, not <laughs> not the end of the world. Hopefully. Hopefully you've got some of that microwavable rice and you'll be fine. Yeah. Or you, you stop can, by the... I don't have a sandwich, you know, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Right. It's it's about, you know, just uh, maybe again, it's out of the comfort zone for, for other people as well, doing something a little bit different from what the normal routine would be. So, yes, things that, like that, as you say, can happen. And it's a case of then how do you how do you respond to them? Mm. Yeah, I see it a lot. It's kind of like this sort of it's not. Yeah, it's like a challenge. Yeah. To this new you who's who takes time out. Yeah. Hang on. Here yeah. we go. Here's another interruption. It's a Hugo this time. Hello, Hugo. You just come back from baseball with your friends. He's a big Hugo. <laughs> He's a bigger than last time I saw him. Yeah. Okay. I'm just having him. Um, I'm actually recording a podcast at the moment. So you're in the podcast now. You've just appeared. Go and have a big drink of while you come back for another go. All right. Have a, go and have a big drink of water and go and do your homework. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and please tell Amelia not to come in, even if she's, I'm sure she's not home yet, but anyway, that's one home then. Um, um, what were we talking about? It's just all the things happening. We had phone calls, dogs, <laughs> children. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of just what we yeah, about, right? it's, how it's how you you, we're Yeah, basically, how you respond to it. Yeah, yeah how you yeah. Res- how you respond to things. Um, so, and the thing is, like, it's not going to change if you don't make the changes. So, start somewhere. Start um, somewhere. What are some of the smallest yeah. changes that people have made that have helped them get going? Like, you don't have to, like, quit your job, move to Thailand, you know, oh, no, no. for this to be, to have make a difference for you, right? It can be something super small. What's something super small? Oh, or? Um, I'm thinking through the the examples because yeah. it, it it can be like even just that taking a little bit of time for yourself in the morning and this is interesting you know because a lot of people talk about morning routines these days right mm, yeah. and uh, people say oh a morning routine get up and meditate and we journal and we exercise and we do all of these things what planet are sounds, you on yes it, yeah it sounds <laughs> lovely and then when you have uh, kids like small kids and even like big kids sometimes Mm -hmm. there are interruptions that can happen so what I say with that is you know you don't have to have like this great big massive um, morning routine have something just small to start with especially and then almost expect to be interrupted (laughs) and the thing is that when you get interrupted you deal with the crisis Mm. which is where is that favorite sock or you know whatever it is you deal with that and then if you still have time you go back to the thing that you were doing or you just say all right that's done for today i will do it tomorrow 
but it's that goes back to the kind of the mental effort and the emotional effort that I was talking about because mm-hmm. when you know what what often happens is you get interrupted and they're like oh oh they interrupted my morning routine or mm. you know and get all frustrated yeah you don't need to do that mm-hmm. you can just say okay it didn't happen today you know I was there for my family that's you know that's important to me top crisis I can was still averted go back. yes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. this, and the mm. more that you can just say, oh, okay, fine, and mm. then go back to doing your, uh, your your morning routine the next day, then that's, you know, that's great. Mm. Or, or, you know, as I said, if you still have time, just pick up where you left, where you left off. Yeah. So what, what kind of things could one do for a morning routine that, you know, it doesn't have to be 10 steps, like you said. What could be yeah. something that could just really give someone that sense of, oh, I did something for myself. Do I mean, I really, I, yeah. hmm. I really do. The, the, you know, the meditation one is is uh, important to me. I think a lot of people get into uh, perfectionism around what meditation actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just, I'm going to take a couple of minutes, just close my eyes and breathe. <laughs> Call that yeah, meditation, yeah, right? Yeah. Just, just do, just do it, just doing that. Um, and that's something that you can come back. Like, just for example, like I'm. That's part of my routine now is to do the morning meditation. I didn't do it this morning because of the time difference. I'm up earlier than usual, mm-hmm. um, and I plan to meditate um, later today. Um, but uh, it can be something that's just really, really short. I I really enjoy journaling. I've 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 been journaling it for some time, but it's it's been on and off, and. I, so here's the thing as well that I I say a lot with my with my clients and you know just in general when I'm talking is, is do what works for you right course, because again with yeah. journaling I this is we had a discussion in the in the Sasaka VIP women's coaching program recently because we do have a module that that uh, that introduces the concept of journaling and some of the women were saying well I can't do that or I don't I don't feel comfortable because I, I don't want to write down my emotions. Mm. It's like, well, who says you have to write down your emotions? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And there, and a lot of them are like getting into sort of perfectionism, almost mm. as if their journal is going to be a published book. Yes. <laughs> it's not uh, like, I need to get an A plus for this. Yeah. 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 Do yeah. and, and all like, mm. oh, I've got to have really neat handwriting. Right. It's got to you be know, beautiful. It's got to be in a really yeah. pretty, it's got to be in a pretty book. Well, I do actually, you know, it's nice to have like a pretty notebook, although um, I mean I can show you right now because it's right here at the side of me. I can show you this. This is my very pretty journal right now. Is mm. um, for those of you who are just listening, it's, it's a just ring a white notebook. Type. Because I've, mm. I'm traveling, and instead of bringing what I would normally use, I'm just bringing something small that's easy sure. to use. Mm. So it's about do what works for you. So um, it might be that you just write one line. I really see the value of sometimes it's what's on my mind, because when you're writing down what's on your mind, um, you start to see. Oh, here's an example. I'm going off on tangents now, but mm. this came up the other day as well. One of the members of the um the the new less effort more impact movement for women in business she sent me a message and she said oh i was you know writing down my um you know these thoughts that are going through my mind about this big decision that i'm about to i'm wanting to make and she says and then i i, I realized um what a bunch of baloney i'm carrying around with me <laughs> oh nice <laughs> <laughs> because when she actually put it on paper she's like, like why am i thinking these things and giving yeah. myself such a hard time so there's that sort of benefit in uh, in doing a, a little bit of journaling, but 
you know, it can be, it can be um, uh, anything. Do what works for you is what I, what mm. I always say. And it doesn't have to be the same all the time. You can change it so that it works for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, me- uh, mm. meditation, journaling, it could be some kind of uh, exercise, stretching, um, even just like, you know, uh, for me having my cup of tea, Mm-hmm. uh after and you know which continues beyond breakfast i do love my mm-hmm. morning tea my yorkshire tea um that just it's like what's a little bit of something i'm doing for myself and then um one other thing that i find is really really powerful and we we do this as well in the in the classic of the ip women's coaching program it's just one of these really small um techniques that we use is just writing down those three things at the end of the day um that could be things that you want to remember it could be gratitude it could be achievement it could be anything Mm. um but it's it just helps you to recognize oh wow yeah because it's so easy to forget what you did during the day and especially when you go back you know if you think back to last week what was great about wednesday and you're like no idea yeah Mm. no idea Mm. but then when you look and you just have three little things and I put a little heart mark next to it as well and sometimes (laughs) a heart mark at the beginning and at the end especially (laughs) you know what I'm especially happy about Mm -hmm. um and and that's really really uplifting so again it's it's also the the kind of that mental and emotional Mm. um uplift and not, not just things that we are doing physically there's so much that's, um, you know, determined by the mind. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'll throw in my one. I noticed that when I'm doing my self-care things, as in taking care of my appearance, for example, you know, having a shower or brushing my teeth, mm. I'm literally doing other things at the same time. I'm like in the shower and I'm looking around my bathroom going, oh, there's mold there. And I've got like a sponge and I'm like scrubbing the wall while I'm also showering. Or I'm like Mm. brushing my teeth and I'm walking around the house doing stuff like putting stuff where it goes. I'm doing two things at once. I'm not even paying attention to the fact that I'm taking care of myself. And so obviously there are some days where you have to do that, right? You're in a rush. You haven't got time, whatever. But mm. that shouldn't be the default way that you take care of yourself, right? So it's exactly. like, okay, we're just going to stand in front of the mirror and brush our teeth. And sometimes it's yeah. actually really hard to do that. You're just like, yeah. oh, I could be doing 20 yeah. things right now, but I'm just standing here and brushing my teeth, you know. It's right. It's a, it's a real it, struggle some days, right? Yeah. It seems It seems hard. And then when you actually do it, you feel the benefit of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, he's like, oh, I actually took time for myself. It's so interesting you bring this up because I actually uh, just in my uh, weekly newsletter that went out yesterday, as we're recording this, I was talking about this concept of, you know, I, I think a lot of people have heard, well, everybody has 24 hours in a day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first heard that, you know, everybody has 24 hours in a day. My interpretation of that was then that we have 24 hours we we need to cram as much as we possibly can <laughs> into that 24 hours to, to be, be successful yeah, yeah right and then I, you know over the time i've realized it's not about how much you can cram in but it's the quality of what you are choosing mm-hmm. in that time and that's you know that's been you know i was talking about this in relation to um the fact that i'm over here in the uk now and my my kind of day-to-day is quite different so you know that's that's really powerful is thinking about 
the quality of what you're doing. Like just for example, in the past, when I went for a walk, and that was an, that's another, you know, um, one of those morning routine options. I, I did that for a while as well. I would always be listening to a podcast or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm. And now sometimes I do and sometimes I don't mm. because I also enjoy just going around the park and you know, looking at the, you know, oh, what flowers are out now, you know, um, and just enjoying that quiet time in my mind. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the, because I, I was always the sort of person who was like, let's do two things at the same time. Mm. I used to do. I am yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah, multi. I mean, yeah, multitasking, especially in that way where you can be doing one thing that doesn't require thought, and you're thinking about mm-hmm. something else or yeah. whatever. I mean, there was, in fact, I, I was probably like triple, triple tasking um, in the old days. Right, I would be when I'm drying my hair, I would actually be in a kind of a like, especially when I was doing karate. And mm-hmm. I would be in a squat to strengthen my legs. <laughs> yeah. And I would be doing the doing yeah. my hair and then and then like thinking about a presentation or something like that. You know, right. <laughs> rehearsing that Sounds in my mind. Very familiar. It's like yeah. crazy, crazy multitasking. It's mm-hmm. like it's not necessary. Sometimes, yeah, it can it can be useful, mm-hmm. but you don't need to be doing that all the time. No. Yeah, Especially if it tires you, you know, because it can it can be like this is the thing, the do what works for you is. If you are doing things and you feel great, you enjoy it, then it's fine. No need to make any changes. But if you are feeling uh, tired or frustrated or any of mm. those things, well, that's a sign that, okay, well, let's have a look at this. What can we change? Yeah. And also, my, I've definitely noticed that my strategies that worked up till the age of 40-ish <laughs> worked and now they don't yep. work anymore. And I'm having oh, to reboot go, yeah. my whole way that I'm doing stuff um, yeah. because I just don't have that energy anymore. And I have to yeah. put myself first now because if I don't, I'm going to end up back where I was a few months ago, which was not very well. So, yeah, yeah it's it might be that you need to to put yourself first and continue to do that right again it's do what works for you at mm. this time of your life so that, mm. that the perimenopause, perimenopause conversation i've been really enjoying you know your conversation with Lindsay. i thought was brilliant and then the, your conversation with miyako was, was fabulous as well and so, certainly that's one thing i've been um experiencing and yeah here's a transformation so a lot of people think that if, it, if you're looking on video a lot of people think that i've had my hair permed because it's all kind of curly around the sides and the back yeah. Yeah. No, this is a natural transformation from aging. What? So it's your hair is now curly. Yeah, it's not. Oh. It's not curly on the top, but no. the back and the sides have, have gone curly, since, since and that's when? just a totally <laughs> wow. Uh, from a couple a couple of years ago. Yeah, okay. I just I was one day I was like looking at the back of my hair and I'm like, what? What happened here? <laughs> oh my goodness! I have not heard that one. Your hair may yep. get curly. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Your hair may get oh, I hope so. Yeah, then, apparently it is a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, yeah, I okay. love it. It's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you uh, <laughs> should look out for a new episode on Miyako's um, channel coming soon. Between, uh, so mm-hmm. I was a guest on for Miyako earlier today, actually. So it's been a. Um, it's a busy day in the old podcasting world here. Uh, two episodes in one day. <laughs> All right. So tell us more mm-hmm. about your less effort, more impact movement. We've heard a bit about, you know, what's going on for women and why mm. this is important. What made you decide to bring out the bring out these in-person regular events? 
So yeah, and I'll go back to to because we we talked especially around the overwhelm side of things. Um, what else I've been hearing a lot from women in recent uh, months? One is connection. Yeah. So you know we've gone through the the pandemic, and um, that was an adjustment for everybody. And and um, now people are um, what I'm hearing is that they want more in person meetings. They want closer connection with. Um, with others, um, with like-minded, inspiring, uplifting people. Mm-hmm. So the connection was one part. Um, the then care, uh, care being care, especially self-care, caring for others. Um, that's that's a uh, a big uh, topic. And then courage. So opportunities to uh, demonstrate courage in a safe and supportive environment. So. Mm-hmm. Based on this, this is something that um, I announced. I uh, celebrated my tenth business anniversary quite recently, and um, and I talked about my history and the you know the burnout and and the enthusiasm for supporting women, and then I talked about you know connection, care, and courage, and then announced the uh, start of this movement. So the, with the movement what we're doing is uh, around about every four to six weeks, we're host hosting or holding um, an in-person event. So this is something that's, so, I feel like a kid at Christmas, like, like yay, <laughs> seeing people in person, yeah. yeah, having an in-person event um, where people can connect. Um, one thing that's already starting to show, because we're, we're only at the very beginning stages mm. of this as we're recording right now. We just had our first event last month and we've got the next event coming up soon. And what I've already been hearing is, so we're, we're doing things primarily in English. There's a lot of Japanese women coming and there's also non-Japanese women coming. Mm. And what I'm hearing from the Japanese women is they are really excited about this opportunity to mix with mm-hmm. non-Japanese women yeah. and to, you know, to learn and to receive perspectives and inspiration from them. At the same time, from the non-Japanese women, they're mm. saying, you know, this is an opportunity for me to to meet with more Japanese women because a lot of them say, you know, my my circles are very much non-Japanese. Sorry, Japanese to meet with more Japanese women. Um, so that's just I hadn't even thought about that when mm. when this started, but that's kind of an added benefit of it. And then on the care side, we're always making sure that there's an over overarching um theme of 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 self-care and care for others um so at the first event Miyako actually Mm. uh led a dance and breathing exercise at the beginning so that we're starting off with high energy and and self-care and then around the courage it's opportunities to uh to you know to, to speak up to step up in what I see in the future is opportunities for those who want to to maybe um you know lead present or lead a workshop or, or those kind of things mm. in a really safe and supportive environment yeah. also those who are um you know uh, entrepreneurs or have their products and services to be able to you know talk about that in a safe and supportive environment or you know people to bring up topics that it's difficult for them to to talk about other in other places so um so you know some of the women say they see what I, what I'm creating here as a they call it, you know, a third space where mm-hmm. it's not work, it's not family, it's somewhere else where they can talk and 
be open and be really accepted, you know, be really accepted for, for who you are. Right. And it's fresh and new and there's no baggage and there's no history to yeah. it. You just show up mm -hmm. as you, who you are and yeah, you can expect to be supported. That's really fantastic. And I love that it, mm. it works for Japanese women and it works for international women. Exactly. They're both yeah. getting value from it. They're both feeling supported by it and seeing each other and sharing Oh, this is what happens in my life. Well, how do you do that mm -hmm. in your life? Oh, well, maybe I could try that because exactly. we both live in Japan. Um, you know, it's, it's great to inspire each other. And I would say there's potential in the future to have a, um, you know, a, a version for, because it's an annual membership, and then have a version for those who are maybe, you know, not able to get to Tokyo um, on a, such a regular basis or they're overseas or whatever, we could have, you know, that, that kind of um, more distanced um, membership as well right? so that right. they can benefit. Because one thing that we've, we've done, we've just released the first newsletter. So um, after each event, we're releasing a, a, a very comprehensive newsletter, which goes through, you know, what we covered. The last uh, event, I ran a workshop on the power of giving up. <laughs> and um what, what do you mean I, by giving up like stopping doing things or just like saying that's it i give up what, giving what? up in a in a in a powerful way and in in an intentional way, way. Mm. so uh giving up things that no longer serve you and the example right. that i gave at the um uh actually at that event just to kind of highlight it as well mm. <laughs> and highlight why giving up can be important. Uh, when I was a teenager, before I practiced karate, I did judo. Right. And there was one time where I was, uh, I was uh, uh, with my male opponent on, on the mat, Newaza doing, you know, the groundwork. Uh, he got me into an arm lock mm. and um, being the stubborn Helen that I was, <laughs> I refused to give up. I right. refused to submit. And I ended up with a broken arm. Oh my god! Um, and I and and you know when I think about that story, it really I see how it then played out in, in my career, where I would continue doing things and pushing myself, even when it wasn't to my the point benefit. Of, yeah, mm. yeah. When it was just it was just too much. So so then we started looking at okay, what are the kind of the physical things that you can give up um, mm. in your life? You know, things that you might be doing that you don't need to do uh mm. anymore mm -hmm. uh maybe maybe it served you in the past but it's not serving you now yeah um, but not just the physical things but also um you know mentally and emotionally what are things that you are you know beliefs what are beliefs that you're holding on to that are no longer serving you mm -hmm. um so the, you know, this is all in the newsletter there's uh it's sure. not just that we did this workshop but it's they actually go through all of the exercise and the reflection and things so what i'm saying is in a long-winded way <laughs> the point is, yeah. is that is that even if people aren't able to join all of the events there is also a tremendous value because you're getting this you're getting the members directory um, you know the connection and just the ongoing inspiration and uh, and I you know as you said it we're at the very beginning there's no baggage and there's so much possibility so um, yeah. hmm. we're uh, we're seeing how it develops so we also just yesterday I had a conversation with the first sponsor so we've got a sponsor already for the movement who I'll be announcing very soon yeah well that is exciting congratulations mm. on that fantastic yeah mm. I can see how you're being a first adopter of 
and early adopter is a great benefit to to join now and you know be one of the first in the group is is definitely it, nice. it is yeah so we're we're keeping the kind of the founding members uh, founding member status open for the first three events. So we've ho- hosted one. There's one coming. So we're talking 2023 here because I know that people yeah. listen to podcasts in the <laughs> this future. Is 2023. 2023. Yeah. 2023. The next event is August 6th. Yeah. And the one after that is most likely to be September 30th. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's joining uh, the movement by uh, by September 30th will receive the the founding member status which was just gonna i haven't worked out all the benefits yet it's like it's really a kind of it's a working mm. process but the, of mm. course there are going to be benefits even, even just being being able to say oh i'm a founding member right it sounds nice oh yeah um, but That's we'll great. also be looking yeah. at you know what are the what are the specific benefits of being a founding member as well mm. Yeah, and if and you're shy so to be joining a group, I like I sometimes I struggle with this. It's like be one of the first to join, and then you get to be there when other people come in. So, yeah, that's a great point. I love that idea. Yeah, mm. for those who want to contribute ideas at the beginning and help to shape the organization mm. as we're moving the movement as we're moving forward, um, that's it's not that you have to because people are saying to me, well, what am I? You know, what do I have to do? What do I have to agree to do? Well, nothing apart from, you know. Apart from um, being a first be, adopter. Yeah, like an early adopter. Be, be yeah. enthusiastic. Be mm. open. Um, that's, mm. you know, that's really what it is. We do mm. have an application process for, for membership, though. We put the application process in place because we want to, you know, maintain the integrity of the vitality of the movement and the women who are joining, they're expecting a certain level of, you know, enthusiasm within sure. the group. So there is yeah. there is an, uh, a, a very simple application process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that you're immediately in, but yeah, it's uh, it's great to see how it's um, it's growing already, mm. and I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes in the future. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that sounds like a fantastic t- place to leave our episode today. Is there anything you want to ask me before we sign off? Well, Jane, will you be joining us on September 30th? Well, I have <laughs> promised that I would. It's on my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go to the August one, when, I, but then I see that my son has a Shinjin Zen, which is the new mm-hmm. members baseball game. So it's a game mm-hmm. he might actually get to play in. He's in this baseball team. Oh, wow. And he's kind yeah. of on the small end. So they never let him play in any of the games. And mm-hmm. so this, but this is the game where he might actually be allowed out on the field. So um, I have to be at that one. So I won't be able to make Mm. the August one, but the September one is on my calendar and I promise. So I shall be there. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd love to see some other transformation listeners there and say hi if you you are and you do see us there at Helen's event. I'm sure it's going to be a great one. Yeah. And I would say, what are you, what are you excited about for, for the movement in terms of what you see? You know, in my daily life, I just see so many Japanese women who are sort of suffering alone through mm. and putting up with stuff alone mm. in, their, in their daily life around me here in Fukushima. So I imagine it's fairly mm. similar in Tokyo, right? I don't think mm-hmm. there's a huge difference. Might be mm. different the kind of things that they are suffering with. And even with you know, international women in Japan, we are, you know, a little bit isolated. So I just see Mm. there's a lot of potential there for feeling less alone, feeling supported, feeling energized. And then what Mm. could 
possibly happen next. Who knows? It's so, mm-hmm. it's so, mm-hmm. so exciting. Um, mm. I just had a conversation with a friend last week and we were talking about how there was five days of no school lunch, right? Yeah, and the reason was this really really rubbish reason and it's like okay she was saying to me oh you know i had to make three bentos one for my daughter one for my husband one for my son and he's in third grade and he wanted a kiaraben and so i had to make that and i'm like so how long did this take you each day she's like oh an hour and a half each day and i so i was like and so my maths is not great but that's seven and a half hours, right? In one week mm-hmm. on just mm-hmm. making bentos. I was like, you spent nearly a business day making bentos last week mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. telling me that you don't have time and you want more time. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah. And we were both just stunned mm-hmm. when we took a step back from the doing, the doing yeah. and the making the bentos and making yeah. sure that everybody had what they wanted, took a step back and went, oh my God. I, she went, oh my God, I spent seven and a half hours making bentos last week. I'm like, mm-hmm. I understand you've got to make bentos. People got to have their lunch, but how do we make it so it's not seven and a half hours of your day of a you know of a week? Half right, a, and yeah, it is yeah, mm. yeah, and it's tricky because you have all these expectations, like society expectations about how to be a mother. This was another thing in the first event that we had for the movement. One of our um, guest speakers was Noriko Suzumura, um, and uh, she's a single mother and she has three children, three mm-hmm. girls. Mm-hmm. And she said on on that theme of giving up, she just gave up um, the idea of living up to everybody else's expectations around being a mother. Yeah. And she she thinks that she's like probably the the happiest single mother in Japan because she she does what works for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was sort of comparing that to my, maybe it took me 20 minutes to make two bentos uh, because Mm. I've managed the expectations of my children that we will have the simplest easy to make bentos that are delicious and healthy ish mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there's nothing special and i will not get up at five o'clock in the morning to crash around in the kitchen and and, and wake you up and um crash so, around because this is what happens right and because um my daughter went to school and did a little survey in your class where she was saying mm. oh i've got all frozen things and her friends were going oh ina and, I, and she was like, why? <laughs> and they were like, well, my mom gets up at 4.30 in the morning and crashes around in the kitchen and wakes me up. <laughs> and they were complaining about the hard work that their mothers were putting into to make these damn bentos that they were having for lunch. And I heard that. I was like, oh, my God, so much wasted effort. It's not appreciated. Yep. And, okay, maybe yep. as a mother you feel better yourself that you know that your child has a wonderful lunch to have, and that's Great. Mm-hmm. But if you're expecting any gratitude back, then I think we've got a bit of a problem there because you're yeah. not going to get it right. So it has to be for yeah. you. Right. And I think it's probably not. In most cases, it's mm-hmm. probably not. It's like, I don't want my bento to be compared to another kid's bento. And then that mm-hmm. kid says to my kid, oh, your mama only does that. Oh, poor you. You know, some, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of expectations thing. I really hope that we can help with yeah, managing these expectations, recreating some of these expectations. Who created these damn expectations in the first place? Time right. for a refresh. Um, yeah, for twenty twenty three. And this is a yeah, and this is a great way to do it is by you know sharing what other people are doing. It's like what you're doing through the through the transformations with Jane podcast. You know, you're sharing people's stories that then give inspiration of different ways of doing things. 
um, that people can, you know, test out for themselves and, and the, the same movement. That, yeah. 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 See if it works. Love it. One more story before we, we go. Um, yes. From another friend. And she's the same thing. I don't have any time. Right. Mm. I was saying, well, what about, you know, or for all time, you know, like surely you can mm-hmm. get in the bath and just, it's winter, right? Get in the bath, relax for mm. 10 minutes. And she goes, oh no, I take a bath with my children. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, but your children are seven, nine and 12. And I think they can wash themselves now, right? I think they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Then, then they're going to survive, right? And she was like, but what if they don't get all the soap off? And then she heard herself yeah. and then she was like, oh my God, that is what I think. Yeah. They're totally fine, aren't they? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give it a wee experiment and see, let's let them go in the shower and the bath by themselves and you don't need to mm-hmm. be there. And um, mm-hmm. maybe they will use too much shampoo. Maybe it might be a bit messy, but you're going to get mm-hmm. your own time later to have a bath, you know, once they're all done. And, and even mm-hmm. if it's only 10 minutes, you know, it, that's great, isn't it? And so she reported back to me like a week later, I did it. It was fine. I had exactly. a bath It was great. And I was like, it took to have that, but it was just too atarimaya, right? It was too. Exactly. Now, this is what a good mother does. A good mother gets in the bath with her children and makes sure they're squeaky, squeaky clean. And there's mm-hmm. not a bit of dirt left on them and all of that, but that's not serving you anymore. They're not two or yeah. three and extremely dirty or whatever you know <laughs> like they, they can manage and maybe they're not perfectly clean when they come out but they're going to be okay so yes yeah those sorts yeah. of stories it's this is what sort of what's happening in japan yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. great to bring them into the light and and say oh actually yeah that doesn't work <laughs> yeah yeah so many possibilities i love it yeah isn't it it's so it's so much room for improvement it's it's fantastic it really is yeah yeah all righty well it's been great to connect with you again helen thank you for taking time out of your trip to the uk to talk to us today and i hope to see lots of listeners at your events and yeah and even go and, and and check out some of helen's stuff on her website where can people find you I would say, well, first of all, go to sasagocommunications.com forward slash movement. We're creating a a, a nice little link there that will take you to the best information related to the movement. So sasagocommunications.com forward slash movement. Um, Or, you know, if you want to contact me, uh, you can email me at info at sasagocommunications.com or I'm on Instagram. I'm Helen Iwata. You can DM me or LinkedIn also. I want you out everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. There's loads of great, like the, even just your podcast, right? You have. Exactly. So the podcast, podcast. Well, this is an, a, a, you know, I know we're, we're aiming to wrap up this episode, but it keeps yes. getting longer. But anyway, <laughs> like, so many possibilities. No, because that was another story that I have around the giving up. So, mm. you know, after four years, um, over four four years and two months, I believe, of releasing an episode every Monday. Um, earlier this year, I decided to, to to give up to put on pause the um, the Sasaga podcast, um, mm. and that was that was uh, also intentional because um, I realized the amount of um, you know time effort that was going into that, 
And I wanted to free up some space to be focusing on some other things that, you know, like the movement and the, and mm. the other growth in the business. So, and the thing is, it's so interesting because a lot of people don't even realize that it's on pause yeah. because there's so many episodes already out there. People are still listening to those episodes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why was I spending so much time when it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't necessary? And then so... Yeah, but yeah, it's, you were it's just, next leveling it with a weekly podcast. That's amazing, right? So I was, yeah, that's and I a think, lot I, of I think energy I, effort. I, I kind of tipped, <laughs> I tipped it over the edge by going um, weekly, not only on the podcast but also on the YouTube version as well. So that was mm, <laughs> a lot. Mm, it is a lot. <laughs> so yeah, amazing bank of work there for people to dive yeah, into so if many. they want to hear more right now just go yeah. pop over there and you'll find all those episodes all righty yeah. well thank you so much helen keep in touch thank and you. yeah we'll see everybody on uh, september 30th if not september 30th i hope you enjoyed that episode with helen and after we finished recording, Helen said that she left out one piece of information that she wanted you to know. That was that if you come to the Less Effort, More Impact event, you do not have to be a member for your first time. So you can come, see what it's like. And then after that, if you decide, yes, I would love to keep coming to these events and enjoy all of the other aspects of being a member, then you can join. And then it's a additional fee each time you want to come to the live event in addition to her membership it kind of makes sense if you go and look at it on the website I'm probably not explaining it very well anyway I hope you will join us in September when I'm there or maybe you'd like to attend the August one which if you're listening in July you can sign up for now and I believe the next one will be available after that to sign up for Okay, take care. It's very hot out there and we'll see you again soon. Bye.